0: Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Welcome back, everybody. Cranking out episodes every Sunday through the ice season down here in the Short Rod Show studios.
1: The ice season feels like it's uh, it's it's just before us here. The ice season is here. Well, kind of. It's Maybe. It's uh, one that kind of tickles your nuts a little Depends bit. Depends on where you live. Yeah. <laughs> here in Iowa, it just kind of- It's been a little painful. We got a nice cold swing here for the last 10 days. Yep. Enough to tickle your nuts a little bit, get you excited. Uh, but now we're staring down the barrel of 40 and 50 degree highs. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, guys. have been out. It's, it If nothing else, it's got the water temperature down so that mm-hmm. when we do get that next prolonged cold period, it'll lock everything up. Yep. We'll be ready to go. We're primed yeah. up. Because we have had years where we don't get this cool down, yep. and then it just takes that much longer.
0: Yep. Yep, that'll be good. So what are we talking about today, Brett?
1: Uh, today I think we're gonna do a little bit of, I don't know, kind of how, what Ben and I follow as far as other ice fishing media, mm. I think is how I would, I would frame that up right. both, you know, YouTube, uh, fishing shows, um, some of that stuff kind of, you know, what's changed over the years, what we like, what we don't like, uh, what we learn off of those things. Yep. Um, cause I think at least for me and I know Ben, uh. I started watching those things because I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And eventually you kind of start to catch an eye on what, you're, what to look for. Like a lot of these shows and stuff are whatever, purely entertainment. But if you kind of start to get an idea of what to look for while they're doing the entertaining things, you can really pick up a lot a uh, yep. lot to learn there. And then also I think we're going to wrap up the episode on some ice safety just because you've got to do it every year.
0: I think now is the prime time to talk about that because, like, like yep. I said, guys have been out. And, that, and that's cool if you do it the right way. Keeping an eye on safety. Yeah, but that
1: doesn't mean that they were doing it the right way. I know that. There's been folk. There were folks out there not doing it the right way. Yep. <laughs> but, not us, but there were folks.
0: No, we were not. Not out there yet. We'll have our chance.
1: Yep. So uh, let's yeah, start off. I know Ben, you're you're a big fan of the YouTubers. Uh, this game of inches. Yeah. Which is kind of like a one wanna be Thirty Nine Hours.
0: Yep. Second iteration of the ice version of Thirty Nine Hours. Almost. Yep. Yeah, it it's been interesting. if you guys follow uh the in depth outdoors forum, I threw a post up on there just to see what everybody's interest is in that well, give us, series. Tell so, us
1: what it is, what they're looking at quick.
0: So the game of inches it's it's Jay Siemens and Clayton Chick outdoors, um, the Conrad brothers.
1: Yeah, Fish I like those guys. Those guys are probably yep. one of some of my favorites.
0: Uh there's Team Frostbite, which is Alex Peric.
1: Nah, that's his his company, but that's not he's got his own He's team, doing his own deal. I think he's got Team AP I don't, I don't
0: really also. follow Alex Perrick, so.
1: I don't fun. mind him. Yeah. I don't mind watching
0: it. Um, so anyway, just just a group of uh, pairs of fishermen. They'll go out for uh, five days?
1: I think it's five days. Five yeah.
0: days straight. Uh, they fish from half hour before sunrise to a half hour after sunset. So yep. it's all day, 14 hours a day, basically. Uh, and they have to catch it's a competition to see who can catch the longest fish in each of seven categories. Yep. So it's like a panfish category, you know, they're, they're based in Canada. So they're fit. Yeah. Pike or muskie, lake trout, uh, stock trout category, walleye, um, a walleye category, burb, eel pout, burbot category. And Oh, uh, tulabie Cisco category. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, and it's interesting to see, because the format they did this this time around is goofy. That's my biggest gripe about it.
1: Yeah, there's no interaction. Like, entertainment value, yep. there's no interaction between the each teams.
0: Each person hosts their own episode on their own channel. Yeah. So you're hunting around YouTube, finding, you know, five different, you know, videos, basically, and they release all of them on the same day. So the first day it came out on a Monday, five videos are out there showing each team five separate days. Uh, five separate times of the first day. Yep. And then you see the leaderboard after that. Um it's it's interesting. Interesting format to do it like that, which I understand they want to, you know, drive the views to their own channels. Yeah, which makes it, sense. I'm just
1: trying to do something different. But
0: yeah, not a lot of interaction between them and I think that's something where if you don't have a good partner out fishing that you're out fishing with,
1: yeah. it's boring. Yeah, the entertainment you know, value is pretty it's low. more of,
0: uh, you know, we're catching fish and then the other the other uh, thing about it is, some of the guys had camera camera guys. Some other guys guy. didn't. Yeah, you know, if you're there holding a GoPro, that's one thing. You know, filming yourself and your buddy. If yeah, got a third wheel around, videoing that that makes a difference. So
1: yeah, I would suggest, you know, if you're if you're ever so inclined to, to hop on the YouTube's fishing geeks, those dudes are good. No, uh, oh, yeah. these Conrad brothers. I think at one point they owned the, uh, several world record fish that they'd caught. Trout, burb, a couple other, maybe some other things. Oh, yeah. But those guys, they're the ones that, like, if you watch them and you really kind of study, like, what's on their rod, what baits they're using, what depth they're fishing, you can learn a heck of a lot from those guys. And they're twins. Yeah. Hilarious. And they're funny. And they're brothers. They're pretty funny.
0: It's just literally a TV show in the making, just watching them go out fishing with each other. for sure. Arguing with each other, just having fun.
1: Yep, that's awesome, uh, Ben. That that kind of rem- makes me think of another question. What uh, if you're going to look up something or learn something on YouTube, fishing wise? Kind of, what's your first move? Who do you look for? Do you have a certain YouTube personality, somebody, uh, media, who's kind of your go-to? Man, that's I tough. guess ice fishing superstar.
0: I, yeah, I kind <clears> of <throat> for ice. Yeah, specifically ice. Yeah, I go round and round. Jay Siemens is is very detailed, very good. Um, I do like watching all of his stuff. So like, um, and, and on Game of Inches too. He was like one of the few ones I saw doing it where he's actually talking like, all right, we're gonna go to this place, we're gonna target this fish, here's the conditions, here's what we're gonna use for tackle, yep. here's what we're gonna do if we don't catch anything right away, we're gonna make a move here. We already have plan B, C and D. Like he's got it broken down, kind of like what me or you would do. Yep. If we're out on a trip and we want to go catch, you know, target something. Um, so Jay's stuff is, is always
1: good. And he's really good at telling a story, too.
0: Plus, he's a videographer. Jeez, yep. the guy's got, I mean, more money in camera gear than we got in vehicles. Our
1: podcast gear. And podcast <laughs> gear. Yeah.
0: You know, you know what I mean? Yep. So you got drone shots. You got all the 4K, everything that you could ever want. You know, it's all edited.
1: Makes it easier to watch. Very that well. Way. Yes. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, you know, for the free entry price on YouTube, I don't know if you can get better. Yeah. You can't beat that. That,
1: that works um, out pretty
0: good. Otherwise, I mean, really, uh, I'll just, I'll just, I don't know. i I follow quite a few, you know, different YouTube guys. Um, Clayton Chick Outdoors is good as well. I'll give him a shout out. So you're really living in man, Canada, huh? One man dude. I think the Manitoba guys are, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, around here.
1: I think, well, let's, that's totally let's, different let's stick story. to the Manitoba for one second. Is a lot of times that they're fishing some stained, like they're fishing Lake of the Woods that stained, dirty water. Yeah, that relates better with us. Yes, here in the South than Central Minnesota crystal clear zebra mussel water. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't which you get that a lot of those types of guys. Yeah. You know, you got all your clam pro staff. You got all these Tony Roach. You got I don't all these follow dudes. anything clam. Um, I know, but the, like Jason Mitchell, right all away. those guys. They're all a lot of those. If they're fishing like that, hardcore ice belt. In Minnesota, a lot of those are crystal clear lakes, and though that's yep. simply not applicable, yep. a lot of what we're fishing here in Iowa. But if you get in Lake of the Woods, it's stained dirty enough yep. water, I think it, it is a little
0: bit. If I'm looking for some entertainment and, in, in, you know, real, like, local stuff, fishing kit, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, zingers, gems, you name it. Especially if you want to manage.
1: catch striped fish.
0: Oh, absolutely. He's the king of
1: that. If you want to learn, just wait. um
0: River certified. Yeah. 100% love watching his stuff and just seeing he 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 travels around a lot which is cool but he's always fishing some type of water where i could go oh that's like over here or yep you know across this this side of the state that kind of thing so for catfish and stuff and he does all kinds of different
1: yeah he's done a lot of ice fishing stuff in the past yeah for me in the in this area what really got me started in um i guess even thinking about fishing urban type waters and that sort of stuff is that Y F I A yep. or A I. Y F A I? Wi mm-hmm. Fi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. That's how he does yep. his channel. Yep. He does a good uh, job with that. That's really what got me thinking, hey, this is there's something here. Um, yep. there's value in going to break down some of these small ponds. Not only just for locality and ease of access, but there is there is good fishing in there. There is opportunity. Um, yep. that's one locally that I that I enjoy a lot. But if I was gonna expand more um and it's not, I think he does have a YouTube channel, but Brad Hawthorne, anything Brad Hawthorne oh, has yeah. to say. yeah. Uh, and he shows up on a lot of different sh- TV shows and all this stuff. It's just, he's just so matter of the fact. He's flying like, under the radar. This is sure. the answer. Yep. This is going to catch your fish. Yep. We're done talking. We're yep. going to go catch fish. Why are we not fishing? Right? Yeah, that's the end of it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm very much into that. Oh yeah, that's cool. And he fishes a lot of Mille I mean, he runs his guide service out of Mille Lacs, Yep. Uh, which is not necessarily an applicable body of water here, but. So if Brad
0: Hawthorne's at the ice show, we're going to be pumped up next to him. Just
1: I don't know if you can't. Just having fun. Might be a line.
0: No, that's fine. We. Got but I
1: also listen to a lot of bro, uh, Brian yeah. Um He's really won my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he's entertaining for sure. I like that mm-hmm. guy. It's cool. For sure. And then there was one more I was going to mention. It's Kind of a small one. Shoot, I don't remember. Keep going and I'll think about it. <laughs> oh, man. Jog
0: your What ma- What is he fish for? And what do you mean small? Is he like... Smaller YouTuber. Like Des Moines area based? No, no, no.
1: Okay. I can't think of it. We'll come oh back maybe. Oh my gosh. Maybe it is was he Brad a... Hawthorne. was the one I was thinking of actually. It Does he, he fish YouTuber.
0: like Eastern Iowa? No. I know. It's, it's, yeah, okay. Nothing off the top of my head. Oh, dang. Well, I got to think about really it for a minute. really make me wonder. I got to think I've, about it. I've scoped the depths of YouTube and I, it's not ringing the bell. <laughs> dang. You can really find some cool stuff, and that—that's where I feel like branching out a little bit from your recommendations. Like YouTube thinks they know you of they what don't you know want to
1: watch. Not really. Yeah,
0: I find way more value in like yeah. I'll listen to. uh Oh,
1: James Holst. That's who I'm going to say. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just shit, yeah, yeah, I do the whole exactly. time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, I'll get way more value out of listening to uh, Kit and Grandy on BFF Beer Fish Fanatics, yeah. and having them go you know, interview someone that I've never heard of, and then I'll go look at their stuff and go, wow, okay, cool, let me punch this in my YouTube, and now have YouTube figure out what's like this other stuff. And then I go way down the rabbit hole of, oh, cool, I never would have found this otherwise.
1: They do a really nice job of getting a very wide, diverse set of guests on their podcast. Mm -hmm. So Beer Fish Fanatics, we've been on it, they've been on here. We
0: could learn a thing or two about that.
1: Check that out for a minute. They got it figured out. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just like talking to you, (laughs) Ben. Well, thanks.
0: We make it work. We're just two normal dudes, but yeah, we got a lot, a lot to say. It seems like
1: yeah. So yeah, circle back in depth outdoors. James Holes for a sec. One thing, what I really like about them, and what I is that spot on the spot ID that they do. Yes, because that just really helps. There's, there's obviously the entertainment factor and stuff with their show, but that really helps you understand what they're fishing, why they're fishing, the spot that they are, yep. and not necessarily that they're, they're just giving you the spot that they're fishing. Because they're not, they're, they're, they just pull up examples, but, uh, just gives you an idea of what to look for when you're, when you try to replicate that on your own body of water, yep. try to do something.
0: What do you think about the changes difference. to the show this year on In-Depth Outdoors?
1: Uh, I mean, every year there's a few changes, you know, they, he's gone from Otter to Eskimo. They've done what? Markham well, uh, to Hummingbird. Markham to Hummingbird, which is a big one, which I think is a good move. Uh, Markham's pretty stagnant in the water, yep. I think. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's this year? They, uh, oh, they dropped. Down to 13 seasons or 13 episodes. 13 episodes from 26 to 13. Yeah. yeah. Cut her in half. Yep. That's, I wonder what, I would love to hear a reasoning behind that.
0: So in-depth outdoors, I remember watching deer hunting episodes. Oh yeah. It used to be much more. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Deer hunting, open water. And they had nice. more people. Like it wasn't just James doing Yeah, it all. James would just go out with, I know a guy up, you know, yeah. northern Wisconsin. I'm going fish with him today, you yeah. know but then
1: it would be like some just some dude out deer hunting yeah but it's more of like what we would do yeah
0: we'd be like oh my buddy whoever you know we're gonna take him out and he's gonna exactly. <laughs> be on the show
1: yeah yeah uh yeah no more tuned up custom going to 13 fishing which that's, i'm sure that's just a money thing ah uh, like. yeah
0: that's a big deal though tuned up custom i feel like i mean i wouldn't their, have known
1: who they even were without without no IDO. they got
0: they cut their teeth on in like, outdoors. It, you know, I think custom rod
1: revolution. Some of it, I think if it's a lot of bullshit is this influencer thing on Instagram and all this stuff. But if you think about true influencers in a certain industry, In-Depth Outdoors is for ice fishing, a true influencer mm-hmm. influencer yep. of ice fishing. Like how many people have bought otters because of, yep. they saw them on In-Depth Outdoors? How many people picked up tune-up custom rods and got to know those rods through watching? Because I wouldn't even know who tune-up custom was. Exactly. If it wasn't on, because I don't yep. fish with those rods. I wouldn't even know but that
0: they, name. They hit, they they started using Tuned Up Custom right when like right Thorn when Brothers was like the only one making rods, Yep. custom ice rods. And they dialed in on, on Tuned Up right away and were like, oh, you should have these three rods. Or if you can only have one rod, here's what you would have. Yep. You know, like forget about your other limp noodle rods and all this. Like get the power noodle, get the, you know, whatever. Yep the fusion that when that came out and the bullwhip and all that stuff. It's so all, I
1: mean, would you have a bullwhip if it wasn't for up that door? No, no, exactly. So no. like that's Holst has true influence on yep. an industry, which yep. is very yep. interesting.
0: And now they're with Norsk, Norsk batteries. Yeah. Which they did that last year. But um, that, that studio space is really cool. Like, I feel like that we could do that here. What? In the basement. Why? We don't have a
1: camera. No one can see what you're doing.
0: But, we like if you you know you made it when you can just stack a Strike Master 8 inch 40 volt on the wall, never touch it. That's just decor, just decor. And then you got a Helix 7 and a 9 with, with Mega Live on the side.
1: Well, that's part of the sponsorship. Yeah. That's just that's cool, but yeah. Hang that on the wall, you're like, oh, that's just oh no, my they take it with head. them out, they right. just grab it and go. That's their shop. Didn't look like hooks to me, it no, like no, it was no, just no, no. screwed in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I thought
0: that was pretty sweet. And the the T V and being able to write on the
1: Yeah, but you can't see the contour lines while he's talking. They have to change the screen. Did you see that? No, I didn't, I missed that. So when he's ta- like when he zoomed out and you can see James, you can the, the white of the gotcha. contour lines is all bleached out. You can't see where the lines are at. So then they, they switch to a different screen okay. of just the yeah Lake that map. makes sense and then you can see the line. you're
0: like hdm hdmi out from a an apex unit probably yeah it's just too to bright. the tv and then you got to figure out how to write on it it's just too
1: much white yeah. for the camera to pick up yeah
2: it's better they'll figure it was. out though. Yeah. yeah oh yeah
0: absolutely that's pretty cool the 13 weeks that's interesting because that's it's just going to be an ice show yeah
1: i'll I mean, miss i'll miss pat mcsherry yep r.i.p the gentle giant yeah i don't know he was pretty he was about as dry as drywall on on that show whenever he had hosted an episode he can catch I mean, fish though dang it, he could catch a heck of a 16 inch crappie out. and not be excited and about a, it and a huge musky yeah and be like in hey, a blizzard caught this 16 inch crappie <laughs> it's pretty cold out today <laughs> all right thanks pat
0: you're not giving him enough credit <laughs> yeah it it's interesting to see what that's that's gonna be like but i like pj They and they do run a hell, a hell of a, of a, good, a personality they run a hell of a good forum i will yeah. give them that as far as like actually having people post regularly oh yeah if you want like the latest and not a bunch like of stuff, garbage all the time
1: absolutely yeah. like i
0: made that game of inches post and was like was it good or not like because i feel i'm i'm mixed like yeah. i don't like the format i like the idea of it but the execution was not great yeah and a lot of people agreed and then some people were like Hell, I don't care. I'll watch anything that Clayton Chick puts out. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I'm all in on it. Yep. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, they do a heck of a job on that form. That that's not an easy easy operation. Yep. Take care of that stuff. But yep.
0: so you're making fun of my uh, LiveScope live scope set up earlier with how bright it was. It's heavier than hell. Pointing at your face. Um Yeah, it's blinding me. If you guys don't know, I, I purchased the Live Scope Plus this year. That was yep. my that was my working up towards Waiting on LiveScope, the new version, to come out. And it finally did, and I was like, yes, I'm ready. Let's get it. So I got the LVS-34 sy- system. Uh, it's got a 93SV that I switched onto my Summit shuttle and got it all wired up the other day and lifted that sucker up and put it right back down. Heavy. What do you think it Blew your shoulder out. Yeah, blew my shoulder out.
1: 15 pounds. No. 25 pounds. 26 pounds. Wow. I'm looking up right now how much the uh, Hummingbird Mega
0: Live weighs. There you go. That thing is 26 pounds, people. 30 amp hour amped outdoors battery, which is not super light, but it's not that heavy either. And then that black box and the unit and the transducer and the cable and blah, blah, blah. It's a beast. Yeah, but I mean, you've been wanting it for a while. Oh, I know. I'm excited to use it. It might just stay on the quad. I'll just leave it in the front of the quad on the rack. Mm,
1: I doubt that. Yeah, I know. I'll move it. <laughs> I'll put it in a sled, bro. That would be the best. I I picked up a jet sled the other day.
0: Oh, you did. You actually. We don't have to keep borrowing one.
1: Well, it rained. Well, it was snowing, and Thomas wanted to go play in the snow and go sledding and stuff. And we didn't have a sled, so I'm like, well,
0: might as well. Get I'll just one. buy
2: this instead. Yep.
0: Good deal. Yep. That'll be that'll be the key. So yeah, I'm excited to try it out this year and just get it dialed in some more. All um right. Our buddy Luke texted me the other day and wanted to know if I got my live scope dialed in all the way, and I, I definitely feel like I do not. I got some more some more work to do on that. I've been using it a little bit over the summer, um, but I feel like I just haven't had the time to just dig all the way into it, see what all the settings do. You know, mess no mention of with weight it.
1: more. No mention of weight yeah, on the embarrassed uh, on it on the hummingbird. That's no, too heavy. It's got to be at least that heavy. Well, I mean, most of that's the battery, but yeah. I don't know if that black box is a big deal because mm-hmm. the hummingbird don't have that.
0: Black box is
1: a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. So because I I weight. had that
0: same setup last year, minus basically minus the black box and the transducer.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. And it was not even close. So it's the black box, it's oh a yeah, big deal. Yeah. Which yeah, the Mega Live don't have that. Yep. But their head unit weighs a little bit more, but it probably don't weigh that much more. Yeah, that's a lot. So it's probably a little bit lighter.
0: Yep. I'm just excited to try it out. I just want to get it set up, drill some holes, and line everything up, see your jig, see what it looks like. See what's going on. I want to get it side by side, maybe with kits 34 or 32, and
1: just see what it... I bet it won't be that big of a deal. Can you tell? I'd like to go find somebody on the ice with a Mega Live and put them next to each other. Ooh, there we go.
0: No one runs that around here. I feel like... Not yet. I haven't seen anybody on that. How would you know? Cause I'm pretty friendly. I go up and chat with
1: people. Hey, I mean, what you got going on? You know what I mean? Here? Like, <laughs> if you just saw the the thing sticking over the side of some guy's boat, how would you know? Oh, I'd see a hummingbird a mile
0: away. You
1: wouldn't have would any
0: idea. You got the it's the goofy non touch screen deal with all the buttons on the side. I prefer yeah. the
1: non touch screen. No, nah, my fingers get all gooby.
0: <laughs> if you're doing it right, you don't have to touch anything. Well, it just yeah.
1: runs good out of the box. Voice activated. You just hit start. Nice. Power it up.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It'll be cool to see how it does. And especially like we talked about too, just run it side by side with the, the PS 22. Yep. See what you're missing or not missing. Speed, that will be a, that will be very interesting.
1: Yeah. Is if we can put those, hopefully they don't interfere with each other too much. If we can put them next to each would. other and I can see what I might be missing on the, uh, specifically probably on the bottom. Yep. Um, That'll be interesting. Because target separation will be, key yeah but i don't care about target separation well, all i really care about is you do knowing then. when something's there yeah you do though
0: that, that's the difference between seeing the bottom and seeing something right above the bottom
1: well that's what i mean like you knowing know I mean? that it's there like if i could see it moving like it could still be like a part of the red bottom but if i could see that something's creeping along yeah. i don't care
0: what's the big old cat just hanging out there not even moving
1: well i mean I, you're not gonna see the whiskers on this life oh scale. yeah maybe
0: I'll see the whisker. You can see a school bus on there. Do
1: you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that on the. If I can see a school
0: bus in all the windows. I can see cat cat whiskers on there. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that.
0: That, or I'll just burn through a battery in half a day, and we'll be out there <laughs> just messing around with the old flashers again.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't uh, mind a little bit, uh, well, uh, you know, reminiscent on that.
0: That's one thing we talked about last year. I want, I want to get my transducer on.
1: back from you. Yes, I got it up
0: (laughs) up in the garage. Yeah, you're you're gonna fire that thing up now. Um, is doing a vintage episode, so we have a lot of vintage ice fishing gear. Yep. And we want to just take we'll take you guys with us. We'll record. We'll talk about some of our tactics. Uh, But we're talking. Well, we got the scoop. We got. I don't know what uh, you
1: call this auger, but it's just our scoop on the spoon auger. Spoon auger. Okay.
0: A sharpened spoon, basically. I
1: would like to try that before the ice gets too thick.
0: Oh, yeah. We're not doing it at the end of the year. I'm no. thinking, yeah,
1: early like, season. just beyond where I can't crack the hole with my spud bar. Yes, that'd be perfect. Yeah.
0: Go out with our spoon auger. We wear our vintage clothes. I'm sure you got your dad's long johns. I got some long johns we'll and some bernies on. to put
1: on. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: And uh, I got the long rods, like the long, old, old school fishing rods from my grandpa. so you, All the old lures.
1: I'm just going to run that beaded hook.
0: Yep. The beaded hook. Um, what else? We got a lot of vintage stuff. And the old Strike Master. I do want to fire that thing. Oh up. yeah. You um, said it never been ran. Never been ran. 1990. <sighs> I don't know, man, if Strike you really want Master. to do that.
1: That's bad. It's bad juju. It's not, it's not gonna hurt
0: it. It's probably all rusted up inside anyway. It might not even turn over. Might be good for it firing
1: it up. You haven't never pulled it? Never pulled it. Oh. Nope. I'm very surprised. I just look
0: not. at it. It's all shiny. Came in its original box.
1: You probably won't even pull it. You'll probably just put a nut on the starter so you can running with your drill again <laughs> there you go <laughs> fire that baby
0: up um and that strike master's old enough it came with a, a six inch mora auger a blue auger Ooh, on the power those are the head. good ones yep yep and i got that that too that that's never been used either so, so they
1: still, still got sharp blades yep Ooh.
0: it probably spins about 500 miles an hour and just sits there and shaves a little ice off at
1: a time that's all it has to do yep
0: so anyway, vintage episode would be pretty.
1: Similar. Yeah. No flashers.
0: No, because no, so that's not no. vintage. We could find an old Hondax or an Eagle. Well, something.
1: Well, so if, when Flasher we do that, when <laughs> we do that, do you want to go to a body water that we've never fished?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Shit. Make it a All real right. challenge.
1: Okay. Yeah. I got a leg up on you. I'm going to bring something with me that's going to.
0: The heck do you, you have, have like, that shit? <laughs> what do you have that old? We're talking like 80s. Yeah,
1: old we'll clip on weight so I know how deep things are. Oh, yeah. No, that, <laughs> that.
0: Obviously, we'll have to run that. I, I can't tell if it's going to be extremely boring and just dull or we're going to actually have a lot of fun.
1: So are my schoolies, those are old vintage, right?
0: They're not old schoolies. I got old schoolies for you. All right. I'm talking like we got to use old gotta period be old. correct
1: stuff. Okay. We're not
0: running... In the style of I'll old go schoolies. get a
1: stick and you know whittle up. There you go, whittle a little spot talking. to wind my string on. Yeah,
0: we should. Uh, yeah, we should
1: do that. That'd be fun. Sweet.
0: Um, have another update for you on the diesel heater. Oh yeah, um, that was kind of my big news this week. So, if Broken. you guys have been following along, I have a Chinese diesel heater mounted in my Otter
1: Lodge. So from now on, we're just gonna call them CDH.
0: <laughs> now, now you're reading all the forums. <laughs> Going down the rabbit hole of the diesel diesel forums. Um, and got it last year. Used it all season last year. It was awesome. Um, this year I ran it twice over the summer. Fired right up. No problems. Ran great. Um, uh-oh. And I remember, like, we didn't use hardly any fuel last year.
1: No. Like
0: no. half a tank? Maybe. I'm like, I filled it. Three quarters of the way up. Which is like two gallons. No, not, yeah, not even. I think it only holds two gallons total.
1: Oh, I was saying it held five.
0: No, it holds like, what's 10 liters?
1: 2.2. Gallons? Liters in a gallon.
0: Okay, so five, it's not five. There's no way it holds five gallons. It's got to be like two gallons. Do the math. It's a five liter. Say it's a five liter tank. There you go.
1: Okay. Yeah. Whatever.
0: I don't know. There's not, not that much. much not no. that much fuel in it. So it ain't cost
1: you it, more than twenty bucks to put diesel in.
0: It. No. And it had uh, it had probably three quarters of a tank. Put it away. Ran it over the summer. Didn't really notice anything. Um, and then the second time I ran it, I thought my lawnmower was leaking something. Oh, no. I'm Like yeah, that's fine. Whatever. No, it all went wrong. Check the oil in the lawnmower. It's fine. Um, anyway, it ended up being diesel fuel. So it leaked most of the fuel out. It still got some in it. In the otter? Yeah. Oh, fuck. All, all it did, though, was drain down one part, you know, like one rib, right?
1: Oh, okay. So it's not in the fabric? No. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, good.
0: Drain down one rib of the otter, and I have the Hyfax on there from yep. Paul Kaufman. So it's got extra bolts running up through. Oh, That's goodness. where it leaks through. Oh, nice. So it wasn't even, it wasn't like, it wasn't a big deal. Yep uh leaked a little bit of diesel fuel out so i probably lost five dollars worth of diesel fuel over the summer yeah um but pulled it up leak from from the bottom of the fuel tank
1: oh so it's not anything to do with the heater
0: nope nope just a little uh little nipple on the bottom of the fuel tank that threads in and locks in we've all been there leaky nipple so uh pulled that apart yesterday some black silicone on there
1: good to go good to go nice
0: then I can actually I'll fill it up I do have a mix of 50 50 kerosene and diesel yeah hell yeah Yep.
1: I told you about that
0: yep well I looked back in messages and I was like, I know we talked about this last year because yeah we did get some gelling issues yep. when it was cold 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 negative 10 and you were driving we're driving the the sled you know with the heater sat out all night and I think I don't think the fuel really gelled that much, I think it just got a little bit cloudy to the point where,
1: especially it, along that plate, I think yeah, it just it couldn't bad. go
0: through the fuel filter and the yep. pump very well, yeah, at that point because it's all super small stuff. You're yep. talking fuel line that's like two millimeters, yeah, inside around, so uh, it doesn't take much to do that. And then we threw a hand warmer on it, warmed You're it up, in and it's fine, Yep. so yeah,
1: I have, yeah, there's a pro tip, yeah, yeah, so I have room, on your, I have so room now. Did you put that on your, your fuel heater. filter?
0: On my pump, fuel pump. You put
1: the hand warmer on the fuel pump. Yep. And that Because the fuel pump's again. metal.
0: The, yep. the I think that, I mean, metal holds your yep. cold and your heat yep. and all that. So I'm pretty sure that's where it was, you yep. know, gelling up at.
1: I'm just saying, as more people get into it, throwing a hand warmer on the that deal be if bad you end idea, up in a pinch, yeah. yep. that's a hot tip.
0: Um, I also thought of, like, a little preheater pad. Like, you can get sure. some of those, like, stick-on pads, like you put on your oil pan or whatever. You could get one of those and plug it in, or real pro tip would be running everything off Dewalt and just run a twelve volt, twelve volt heated pad. You You're could getting run to around a point where you
1: just need a bank, a Dewalt power bank. I got that in I the honor. Yeah.
0: yeah, we should. I should just permanently mount yeah a, a rack with all the batteries
1: with like yeah three yep. nine volts on it or nine amps, uh, and then get a corded drill. And then you just plug that into your otter, and you just run the cord with the drill out on the ice. What do
0: I use the drill for? Oh, for the for an drill otter. your holes. Oh my
1: gosh, <laughs> that would be pretty funny.
0: Yeah, that DeWalt power station is pretty sweet for this, for stuff like that. Yeah, like if we were going to go camping overnight or whatever, yeah, that
1: thing holds so much power. Well, I mean, we do have generators; we could still do that. Yeah,
0: you don't want to hear a generator all night.
1: They're inverted. They're inverters. That's what we
0: need to do this year is really go all in, generator out there, set up the whole setup, making chili in the crock pot and all that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Um, So the diesel heater worked fine. I fired it up again, ran it. Sweet. Um, We had a a listener try and and run one. Success? No, not a success. Oh, shoot. We figured out the issue, though. Um, I talked to him about basically... Running, running it off of Dewalt batteries, and they're twenty volt or eighteen volt, whatever. Yeah, too too high. So I told him you have to step it down. Oh, um, and yeah, that's where you can run into issues.
1: The step down.
0: Turns out the step down converter he was using was a little bit too thin.
1: Didn't take it down all the way.
0: No, it it worked fine until the glow plug, the glow plug clicked it. Yeah, clicked on. And that was running like 10, they pull like 10 to 15 amps. Also blew it. Oh, yeah. Just dropped yeah. the voltage down. He, he was using a real small transformer. So hmm. shot him in the right direction of a like a Power Wheels transformer. Oh, yeah. There you go. Pulls like 15, 20 amps. No problem. Yeah. Can convert that. Nice. So. Hopefully he'll be good to go now once he gets that in. Sweet. But if you guys are building uh, Chinese diesel heater builds tag us on it we want yeah. to check those babies out i like that a lot especially to, if you're
1: building don't just buy the case No, oh, i know buy the one that comes into a million pieces and yep. then build your own case
0: do a whole custom deal yeah you might take a few extra parts but you'll really man, know what you it. got it's You really
1: it. know what you got when you get all the pieces and you put them together it, yourself. of all the
0: uh the mods i've done to my outer lodge that's been the
1: best yeah. by far oh yeah jesse's been messaging me about uh from isoholics about the diesel heater Ooh, He's nice. pretty jazzed up about it
0: nice See, he's putting one in his
1: uh, he's looking at them. Yeah,
0: he should. Geez, for the money, I don't know.
1: I don't know if they can get those in. Oh yeah, in you Canada. Can. Yeah, maybe they don't do business. We were in talking
0: China. about uh, global warming and everything too, and that's that's definitely a cause. Yeah, old diesel heater. Do you want to talk some ice safety, Brett?
1: Yeah, let's just cover it quick. Uh, well, I know it's a very important. Yeah, I, I know it's a very important topic, but we go over it every year. And I mean, yeah. if you're not safe by now, yeah, but if you, you know, guys are not going to be
0: in all seriousness, though, if you guys have not been out ice fishing. Do not be the first ones out on a lake and think that everything's going to be just fine. Well, just if bring your spud bar. If you've never, if you don't even know what that is. Yeah, okay. You shouldn't be out messing around out on the ice. Because I know yep. uh, we get people every year that are, you know, new to the sport. They want to get out there and, you know, hey, I hear people are ice fishing. So they go out on a pond somewhere, lake, whatever. Or they see river. someone out
1: there and they just go. Yep. That's, the that's the, I feel yep. like, it's the most dangerous situation.
0: Yep. And then, uh, meanwhile, that's Brett and I out there with our spud bars and our float suits and our ropes and And we walked around a couple soft spots and our spikes and we're going
1: ah, what are you doing? Stop! Yeah, get out of here. (laughs) This is my spot. Quit walking over here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So for me, number one ice safety thing is a spud bar. Yes. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically just a steel tube pipe, whatever. Yep. With a point pick something on the end, so that it's got some weight to it, so that when you're out on the water, or when you go on the ice, you hit the ice with it as yep. you're walking. Preferably, I like it. I kind of use it as a walking stick, but I make sure I throw it out in front of me as I hit it, yep. and I just try to. If mine, particularly, if I can hit the ice as hard as I can, and it doesn't go through in one hit, I'm pretty safe on that ice. Yep. Um, but some of them are heavier. Some of them are lighter. Some of them have different tip angles. Just kind of get to know the your spud bar and what you're comfortable with, and so maybe that takes two hits. Maybe that doesn't even take one hit. Maybe, yep. you know, whatever. Because uh, some of them are pretty heavy. They make some pretty heavy spud bars. Mine's fairly cheap, so I really have to, you know, hammer it home. But and
0: now's the time to get them because yep. they they, they will out. sell out. Yeah, sell they don't out. carry a lot of those because You won't heavy. be able to get them mid season, right? And and right now is the, the prime time that you need it. So yep. now um, in the end, we, well, the end. Huh? I never used to run a spud bar until i don't know four or five years ago yeah i mean they're they're the only tool of all that ice safety
1: that's going to keep you out of the water all the other ice safety stuff is if you're already in the water
0: yeah i mean the alternative to that is drilling holes every couple feet which i've done that even then what a pain
1: yeah yeah that's gonna eat up everything yeah yep what's your uh next
0: next one Ice ice picks Yep. Yep. Get get yourself some six dollar ice picks from Fleet Farm yep. or, they wrap around your or neck. Tyson's or wherever. Um, you use that to pull you out back yep. out. You can pull yourself back out. Um, the other thing with that, you know, I'm a big fan of the float suit.
1: Yeah. Um I wanna throw cleats in there quick before you get into the nah, float I'm suit not, stuff. Yeah, but cleats are fine, but ah, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I got
0: a cleat in my boot. What else Oh, mean? that's true, yeah. Um yeah. Float suits are are very helpful, just peace of mind. Yep. Uh, if you watch some YouTube videos of guys just jumping in a pool with them on, falling through the ice, whatever. I mean, they're going to keep you, keep yep. you at least above the above the level. Help yeah, because you, you can,
1: you know, you could think you're tough and you know think that you're planning for the situation or whatever. But what you think and what you plan for is guaranteed going to be different than what actually happens. Oh, like yeah. you're never going to be ready for it when you fall in. You're What's never going to be.
0: What's that saying? Everybody's got a good plan till they get punched in the face.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then are you ready for it? Yep. Uh, and you're never going to be ready for hitting that kind of water, that cold water, unless you've done it before. Yeah. Like you, there's just no way to prepare for that unless you've jumped in it yourself. Yep. Um, so, and what happens is, you know, you hit that real cold water. The first reaction is to take a huge inhale. You go,
2: (gasps) and then you're sucking
1: in water, you're drowning and you're dead. So that, the float suit, when you first fall in, pops you back up. Yep. Uh, so that at least you're at the surface so you can spit that water back out or do whatever, uh, and then try to figure your way out. Yep. So float suit's a big deal. Or, you know, you don't have to. Go, life jacket, uh, yep. So just something. Not
0: an inflatable life jacket. No, that'll freeze. Well, yeah, they don't work under 32 degrees. Yeah. They won't put out enough air to.
1: Yeah, just slap on a regular life jacket. Yep. And it's not to say that you have to have one all the time, all day long, the whole time you're out there. But on your first, when you're first heading out, uh especially early season. Um, not that any sci- any ice is safe ice, but yep. Um if you're thinking you're doing anything sketchy, put that uh yep. life jacket on.
0: The other thing I would say is take a buddy out with you. Yeah. Convince somebody else to at least be out there while you're out there. Yep. Um, you know, if something bad were to happen, I'd much rather have somebody like you, Brett, yep. there that can either help me get out, number one, or call for help and just know that I'm not going to be in there forever.
1: Or even the bare minimum, what I've started doing when I go hunting by myself is I text my wife where I'm at. text her. Yep. I just text her from Google Maps, drop a pin on the parking lot that I'm in, say, hey, this is where I'm at. That way, God forbid, anything. who knows what could happen. You could fall in a hole, you could Mm freaking twist an ankle, you could fall in the ice, whatever. At least someone knows where you're at. Yep. Um, Just something yep doesn't have to be much but a little bit goes a long ways when you're in a bad situation
0: yep absolutely what else some rope yeah that's helpful
1: so on mine i got absolutely on my sled so you know a lot of times on your shacks you got rope out there that you use to pull your shack out what i did with mine was i put eye bolts on the front of my shack and then i got carabiners that just carabine my rope on there and i have a super long rope because it just makes it easy the angle of the rope is is yep. lower so that it just makes it easier to walk out but then also say ben falls in or something like that uh i can just pop that rope off and now i got some weight on one end of the rope that because i don't want to get next to the hole that ben just fell in exactly so now i got some yep. weight onto that end of the rope i can really whip it out there probably hit him in the face knock him out I can get it out there. too. teeth, pull yeah. me back out. That's, it gives them something to grab onto, not just some slippery icy yep. rope. Uh, I don't know. I've never had to use it. That was just kind of my thought behind it. Yep. Um, hopefully that'll be a good deal if I ever need it. Because yep. I feel like that would be the worst thing is not you going in the water, but potentially someone else going in the water and you have no way to help them. Yeah. That would be the worst.
0: Yep. Yeah, and you know that And 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 that happens to people, right? Like, there's people that fall in, and then somebody else goes in to try and help them. They're not prepared; they don't have the right stuff. The ice is super thin, and they just freak out and go, "Oh shoot, somebody's in the water! Let me go help them." Then you fall. got two people in Now
1: you're both effed. Yeah. Yep. Not good. Not good. Yeah. So just be safe out there, guys. Yep. Um, Especially early season venturing out, know what you're doing. A lot of times, what I've seen too, like it's happened up at Brushy, where you know you have safe ice around. But some Yahoo got a little ha- got a little wild, broke through somewhere. Yep. But now you might not know exactly where that's at. Yep. Like Close to the ramp. A lot of times I've seen that happen, especially there. Whether somebody thinks they're gonna take a quad out a little bit early and they break yep. through or something. So that ice, especially around the ramp, can be very variable and can be kind of dangerous.
0: Yep. And people, you know, the 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 main thing that we hear is, you know, there's no ice that's 100 percent safe. Right. We, you just can't treat ice as if it's inherently safe because it's not. It's ice on top of a bunch of water on top of a frozen lake. So uh, there's a lot of variability to it. You could have a bunch of geese that kept that one spot open uh, until the day before you showed up. Right. Yep. And you're just out walking along without a spud bar, mind your own business, and 10 inches of ice, and all of a sudden there's zero. You
1: know, exactly. Slim ice. Yeah. So pay attention. Be aware of where you're at, especially when there's snow. Oh, yeah, snow's a whole nother element. Because it covers everything up. And so insulates it, the ice. Yep. yep, so that really makes you pucker up early season.
0: Yep. If you guys have some good ice safety tips, make sure you uh, comment on this uh, episode. And throw yep. them in on Facebook and helps help some people out. Because there, there are a lot of new people to, to this sport, um, and that's one thing, you know, we always try and educate everybody on. Yeah. Make sure you understand, you know, some people are fearless and other people are, you know, totally the opposite and kind of got to be in the middle.
1: Yep. Well, and some of it too is, you know, I just got into the sport. Maybe I don't want to sp- drop 300 bucks on a float suit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, just because I'm already buying flasher, I got to buy rods, I got to buy all this other stuff. Yep. Life jacket. You can buy one for 10, 15, 20 bucks. Come Keep over to Brett's out. house, you can get an old. Spud bar, you can buy one for 30, 40. Yep. Uh rocking and rolling. Yep.
0: Also, they have the Do you see the ice scout Mm-mm. at Fleet Farm? uh uh-uh. So that ha- it's like a little 2 inch drill. That's got Mm. all the flights on it that you can like lift up and see how thick the ice is. Yeah. I have seen
1: that before, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Not that useful.
0: I don't think you can fit a transducer down. So you can't really see you know, like you're scouting the ice. You're not scouting like fish on the Fishing
1: spots. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was interesting. So
0: Hmm. cool, man. I think that's all I got for you. Awesome. Well, we're cranking out episodes every week through the ice season, so stick with us. We appreciate your guys' support. It uh, means a lot to us. We've come a long ways since yep. 2019 when we cranked out our first episode. And if you
1: ever have any questions, thoughts, concerns, tell Benny's full of crap. Yep, just email us. Let us know. Email, Facebook. We'll ignore Those you. Those would be the best two we'll options.
0: We'll be fine. We'll ignore you until uh, open water season when we got more time.
1: Yeah. But we'll get back to you eventually. I'm yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny.
0: Yeah, we always love hearing from our fans and and listeners and we like getting called out. That's pretty cool. Guys are like, nah, that's really not.
1: Uh, not that doesn't happen very often. Usually it's an agreement. We're usually pretty pretty much right on, but
0: we have our opinions. That's why you guys listen to us.
1: Yep. I guess.
0: I don't know. Why do people listen to us? I don't know. You're
1: rambling a little bit now, Ben. All right,
0: we're wrapping it up. (laughs) All right. Catch
1: you next time on The Short Rod Show.